keep going and, uh, and and just doing your best, putting your best foot forward at the end of the day. Um, there's no perfection. Even the fastest person, there'll be another faster runner. This Runs Radio, episode 639, starts in three, two. Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. guys, uh, today's episode of the show is once again brought to you by my good friends over at DKMS, uh, which once again is an international nonprofit organization that is all about doing whatever they can to help rid the world of blood cancer and various other blood diseases and disorders. And, and the big way that they do that is they have set up a huge database, over 8 million people strong uh, of folks who are willing to potentially answer the call should a bone marrow transplant be needed, which for a lot of folks dealing with blood cancer and other disorders, uh, that is that is the, the cure. That is the, the piece of the puzzle that is required to be able to go on and live a, a healthy, happy, productive, and, and cancer-free life uh, after dealing with a blood cancer diagnosis. And the, the process is simple. It's, it's really easy. And I know that several of you have been doing it because you've been reaching out to me and telling me that you, you, you joined, the, joined, the, joined me in the pool. Uh, and all you need to do is head over to dkms.org, request your free sample kit. They'll send you the kit in the mail with all the instructions that you need on how to properly swab the inside of your mouth. Um, it's pretty simple, pretty foolproof. I, pre- I guarantee you'll be able to figure it out. Then you put the, the Q-tips or the swabs back in the kit, send it back. DKMS does the rest. They, they put you into the database. And if you know the genetic numbers match up at some point with somebody who, who has blood cancer and is in need of a bone marrow donation... DKMS contacts you, helps set up the whole process, takes care of all the costs, costs you, again, nothing but uh, a, a little bit of bone marrow, uh, a little bit of inconvenience to your schedule, a few days of, of off of running, which is a good excuse. We all, we all could probably benefit from a day off here and there anyway, um, but no long-term impact, and, and you're actually going to find out the, the guest we're talking to today uh, has gone through the process, so you'll get a little bit more in, insight from you know the, the process of being a marrow donor, what it's like, how how almost painless. And I'm not going to say it's completely painless, but uh, it's really not a long drawn out process. uh, And you get back to your training super quick. Um, But more importantly, you very likely could give somebody the gift of life. So dkms.org is the website. You can also text the word amazing. That's A-M-A-Z-I-N-G to the number 50555. And if you've done that already, or if, if you if you do that after hearing today's episode, would love to hear from you that uh, you took action and joined me in the pool. And uh, you know, let's see if we can't uh, help rid the world of blood cancer along with my friends over at DKMS. So thanks for listening to today's episode. And now without any further ado, let's go ahead and dive in, shall we? Hey guys, uh, my guest today is a woman that uh, definitely goes above and beyond when it comes to uh, giving of herself and especially to others that are in need. Uh, in just a few weeks, she will be running the New York City Marathon, which uh, also happens to be her first marathon, and she is doing so as a member of, uh, as a charity runner for the DKMS team. And uh, as I'm sure we'll also get to uh, before too long, this isn't her first time doing something to support this, this great organization, which you've heard so much about already in, in past episodes. And uh, we're certainly going to talk more about DKMS and the work that they're doing today. So without any further ado, it's a pleasure to be, today to be able to go a few easy miles with Ms. Berju Mirza. Uh, t- uh, thanks for joining us today, Berju. Really, uh, really appreciate it and looking forward to it. 
Thank you, Jenny. Thank you very much for inviting me to your podcast. It's a pleasure to be here. Certainly, certainly. And, and guys, if you want to check out the show notes for today's episode, uh, we'll have everything linked up uh, just like we always do, you know, summaries of, of what we talk about, short short versions, all that good stuff. Uh, Dizruns.com slash 639 is the link to take it back to the show notes for today. So, uh, Berger, the way we always start off the uh, the show uh, each each conversation begins this way, and then you know, Lord knows where it takes us after that. But it's just to, to start with a pretty simple question, uh, very simple for me to ask. Some people it's simple to answer, some people uh, not so much. But uh, it's a fun place to start, and that's just to simply ask: What is your favorite distance to race, and why? I think my favorite distance is. Um, um Twelve miles, and the reason is that um, I do my training in Central Park at the Big Loop. Um, for those um, uh, for those listeners who are in New York City, they would know that the Big Loop is actually uh, quite challenging. It, it has hills, especially for a beginner like me. It would be quite challenging. Um, and uh, if I can do that two times, that means um, it's twelve miles, mm-hmm. and that is a very good day for me but i find that after the, after that run i still can you know go about my day and um, and function right it's uh, i did three rounds i did 18 miles and then i had to take an hour nap so <laughs> uh, so you know so that we, we had to cross the 18 miles there uh-huh. and uh, and the six miles is great but 12 miles definitely makes me feel like i have accomplished something um something quite significant that day yeah, it's it's uh, and, and something about the way you, that you phrased that kind of just made me chuckle a little bit to myself because it's it's so funny to to hear you say you know that, that two laps makes you feel like you accomplished something and and one lap you know the six miles like that's great but uh, to, to a non runner like oh my gosh six miles but to, but to those of us that have been running for a while it's like yeah you know as a six miler like that's a good run but it's not like it's not a big deal it's just it's just funny how perspectives change like that uh, the deeper you get into the running the uh, you know running world. Exactly. And especially in my case, I must admit that I did not really take up running um, more as a discipline um, until last summer. Mm. When I started, I could barely do um, a mile. Um, This is about 15 months ago. And then I worked it up to um, 12 miles at the end of the summer. And that was great. Then I unfortunately gave a break, you know, But I'm I'm, the, I'm a caregiver to my two children, and I do quite a bit of volunteer work. And um, and the winter in New York really made it very tough to get out of Central Park. Mm-hmm. I realize that Central Park is probably what makes it easier for me to run. The scenery, the uh, the, the other runners around me energize me. Um, and I've never been very good at do, using a treadmill at the gym. Um, so I stopped running, um, and then I, and I decided to do the marathon in, um, in April, I took it up again. Um, so, um, so I know exactly what you, what you mean, because I myself was, uh, was, was, I mean, I still see myself as a beginner, but, um, uh, I was, I was barely able to do a mile when I started 15 months ago. And I'd like to stress that. Yeah. Well, and, and I think that, uh, I, I don't think I'm, I'm pretty, pretty certain that everybody, listening, if, if we think back long enough, whether it's 15 months, whether it's 15 years, somewhere in between, or, or even farther back, uh, we can probably remember those days when the idea of running, you know, let alone a 5k, running, running a mile was a pretty daunting challenge and something that uh, really had to, to be worked to do. And, and now, you know, fast forward several months, several years, whatever the case might be. And, and it's not, you know, a mile is no longer that uh, challenging for those of us that, that are, are runners now, which is it's just 
the way the perspectives change are always interesting to me. Um, you know, going Absolutely. back, go, going back to, to 15 months ago, what was it that got you, uh, deci- you know, deciding to, to start into this a whole running, uh, world that, that we're all a part of? You know, interesting that was actually my husband. Um, he suggested that, um, I should, I had, my, my kids had grown, um, to the middle school level. So he said, now is the time when I should, um, pick up a hobby, um, something to keep me, um, occupied and engaged, but something that will be just me time. And, um, and as I looked at the options, I said, you know, Central Park is so beautiful. I'm always there walking but I rarely take up the running. So it was really, you know, just trying to be able to spend more time in Central Park and my husband's support that got me into it. However, though, once you get in Central Park, there are so many runners Mm -hmm. there that their energy, you know, starts rubbing onto you. So I started following them. Um, And then a friend of mine introduced me to this running group called Flyers. Um, they are a New York City-based running group, and uh, and you know it's a running a support group. Um, and I did a few times in the mornings with them. They run at 6 a.m. Um, and then at 7 p.m. Unfortunately, I cannot always make it to those times. But mm-hmm. um, so when I joined them, I was able to do about 10 miles, but slow pace. I was when I first joined their morning run. I was the slowest person. But they were extremely um, supportive and uh, and kind to me. Um, that that just you know gave me a bit more encouragement. Um, but it was it was really I would say I think you know, my husband's planting the idea in my head and then finding the other support groups and just the ecosystem around my in my life that would help me support running um, as a hobby. It got me started. And then we'll talk more on this uh, marathon, but mm-hmm. I decided that if I can't make marathon my my big goal, and uh, you know, as, as, as I mentioned, I was not in shape to run a marathon and I decided to go for it um, and back in April, um, I felt that I would take running a lot more seriously. And, uh, and that would bring a discipline to my life. As, um, as, uh, as one of the philosophers said, if you, if you have a why, um, then you you would you would you would also know how mm-hmm. you would find a way to do it and um, and that goal really um, helped me um, to um, to take my practice seriously to have patience and also persist even on the days when I don't feel that um, that great I still try to do something I'll I'll do I'll do three miles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which again, you know, just again, I, I'm grinning over here because it goes back to that runner logic of like, I don't really feel like running. So I'll just, I'll just do two or three miles, you know, just, just get out the door and get a little bit. And, uh, exactly. <laughs> it's just, it's just, uh, the, the brain that we have and, and, uh, it doesn't take long to be part of the running community to kind of develop some of that. So, um, you know, looking back at, oh, it's all about habit. No, it exactly. Really it's all about habit. It's, uh, <laughs> yep. Yep. Definitely. Um, so looking back at, at, uh, last year, you, you're getting into the, getting into it, you get, get, you know, meet up with this, this group, this, this running club and, and making mm-hmm. some social ties and, and, and enjoying yourself a little bit. But then, like you said, you got to winter with the winter months, not, not really your thing kind of fell off, fell off the running train a bit. Had you, Absolutely, yeah. had you, um, in, in last summer gotten to the point where 
during the winter you missed the running or, or was it not that big of a deal? Cause I, I can remember in my early days where if I didn't run for several weeks or several months or whatever, it wasn't, it wasn't that big a deal. And now it's, I feel like, gosh, if I don't run for two or three days, I, something's, something's off in my world. So, you know, during, during this past winter, was, was it a challenge to not run or was it, was it uh, not a big deal for you? No, it, it was definitely a challenge. But, um, um, as I said, it's, um, I really do not, um, there's something about the closed gyms and the treadmills um, that it just was not giving me the same same um, high. It was hard for me to get motivated. Um, so even though I did keep my workout um, at, at various gyms, it's, um, it, was, um, it, it certainly was not uh, the same. But I have learned from that experience um, to realize that, um, you know, when you're running, you also have to cross train mm-hmm. because uh, you have to, um, uh, it's, it's otherwise hard, especially um, I'm, I'm 43, my joints, you know, can get quite stiff. So um, now what I will do in the coming winter months is um, I've already joined a gym where it is a, um, they, 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 they do classes. Um, it's the yoga and the bar class and you work out with a trainer. So there's still that group of people with a trainer, there's a connection in the room, which I think will be very motivating um, rather than just me working out on my own in the gym and everyone's doing their own right. um, thing. Um, this, 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 this group connection is, I think, something that I've noticed really you know, would be very motivating to me. So I've already joined, um, um, as I said, such a, um, a program, and I'm going to continue that. However, I believe that uh, now with the right gear and with enough training and hopefully having the marathon under my belt, I will be much better at continuing my practice this winter as well sometimes you have to fail and you really have to miss the 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 exercise um for you to realize how important that is in your life and then um, give enough um give enough priority to it um i must say that running actually especially this year helped me um get my priorities better it helped me master you know master myself Mm -hmm. It's very easy to, um, especially when you're a, you're a parent, sometimes um, you, um, you let uh, other important um, uh, priorities in life get ahead. But now I know that I can always find half an hour or, um, or an hour in my day. I'll carve out that time and, uh, and continue um, you know, with, my, with my running or with my cross-training that helps my running. Mm-hmm. And, and you know you, you say that, and, and every time I, I hear, uh, I don't want to say an excuse because it's not an excuse. It's 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 real life. But but like you said, there's other demands. There's other things. There's there's kids. There's there's spouse. There's partner. There's there's work for for some folks. Whatever it is, there's there's all these other demands that uh, that are easy to pull us away or, or that that are pulling on our time. Um, but like you said, if you're intentional about carving out that time, you're able to still make make something happen. Um, and then it goes back to that old metaphor of, you know, put the, put your oxygen mask on first. Like if you take care of yourself and, and are intentional about getting that little bit of time, uh, you know, maybe not as much as you want, but you get a little bit, you get a couple miles in, you get, you get an hour, whatever it is. Um, it makes you a better person, which makes you a better mom, it makes you a better spouse, it makes you better in, in all areas of your life. And so it's, it's, uh, just important to, to remember. And, and something I always try to point out when, when that kind of topic comes up that, that, 
you know, it's, it's worth making that little bit of time. Uh, even, even when life gets a bit crazy. Absolutely. And actually, um, this, um, you can be, once you have that mindset, it actually allows you to be a good uh, role model and, and in a way leader, um, when it comes to exercise, um, for example, my, uh, my husband runs every morning before work. Um, he's been a lot more consistent, um, since the beginning of the summer when we started training, uh, together, um, and my two children, after seeing all the effort that I'm putting into into running, they both joined the cross country team at awesome. their school, and um, they uh, I wouldn't say they're the fastest, but they know I'm not very fast either. <laughs> you know, the idea is just to keep keep going and, uh, and and just doing your best, putting your best foot forward. At the end of the day, um, there's no perfection. Even the fastest person. There'll be another faster runner. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's people. I mean, improvement just happens uh, so fast in our society now. But as long as we're at it, that's what's most important. And my daughter actually had done um, girls on the run. Mm, okay. Uh, in when she was in elementary school, and I um, and I listened to your interview with Amanda Love. Um, I really liked what she um, you know what she said because like that program was instrumental to her in terms of how she sees running that it's more about an empowering exercise rather than just a competition and um and with that mindset you know she doesn't mind um uh, you know just being in a group where she might be in the middle of the pack or mm-hmm. towards the back of the pack um but that mindset i i'm not sure if i would just be able to in give it to her as a parent. They don't always listen to their parents, <laughs> right? <laughs> but getting it from a program like girls on the run with the other peers, it's like she accepts that fact. So, mm-hmm. um, so, uh, you know, as I said, this allowed me to, um, have the whole family emphasize running, um, as part of something that we do as part of our identity in that way. Mm, that's, that's fantastic. We've got, uh, a four-year-old who's, um, I mean, you know, she's four, she, she loves to run, but you know, she's four, she, she runs, you know, five houses down or whatever. And, and, and that's kind of the extent of it. But, uh, I, I, you know, I'm trying to fight the urge of not, you know, I, I will fight the urge of not pushing her into running, but boy, that would be, that would be, uh, the, the icing on the cake. If somewhere down the line, it's like, Hey dad, you want to go, want to go run with me or you want to go run a, run a race together or something like that. That would be, that'd be awesome. And, and I'm excited for you to get to experience that, you know, hopefully going for many years with, with your family, that will be really cool, uh, memories for sure. Absolutely. Thank you. I look forward to those days as well. Yeah, certainly. So, um, so, so you made it through, through the winter of, of not running as much, learned a few things, and hopefully this winter won't be, uh, quite as, as, uh, non, non running related to get a, get a few cold weather runs in. And like you said, some cross train, all that other good stuff. That's very, very important. Um, but, but then this spring you start getting back into it and, and when did, uh, when did the decision to, to sign up for, you know, to join the DKMS team and, and sign up to, to run the New York City Marathon? When did, when did that, because that's a big jump from I'm still pretty new to running to, you know what, I think I'm going to not only run a marathon, but run <laughs> arguably the, the, one of the biggest, the world major, huge race, big, big to do. Where did, where did that idea come from? You know, so that is, um, um, so I was thinking that I should really think about um, like having a goal, you know, attend a race. And then I get this email from uh, DKMS saying that um, uh, for the first time they have, they're putting a team together for the New York City Marathon and they're looking for runners. And actually I had missed the first email because I was um, 
we were on a school vacation and um, and when I got back, I immediately called um, uh, Michelle McCaffrey and I spoke to her. And actually, by that time, they already have quite a bit of people signed up. And I said to her, you know, uh, she already she recalled that I was um, uh, I was a, a bone marrow donor mm-hmm. um, uh, about in 2013, December 2013. And um, and I just asked her. While I know that it is running a marathon is, is a lot of preparation and it's it's not recommended that you run the marathon for the first time, <laughs> as um, many runners would would have told me that you need to run a few marathons first and have some um, uh, have some timings under your belt and and be prepared. It's, but I said to Michelle that given the fact that we don't have much time, what if I promise to do my best in training and, um, and would she allow, would she take me on to the team? And I said, because the reality is after my procedure, so many people ask me how I'm feeling. And I said, I'm fine. You know, my health is not impacted. I'm perfectly okay. But, um, but I said to her, but if I had told them I ran a marathon mm. five years after my procedure and I'm, I'm better than ever, then that would make a much bigger, um, much bigger impact. And that's also how I'm feeling. I think I'm in better shape now than, than I was, uh, frankly, all my life. Mm. It's, um, so, um, so she, she agreed. It's, um, and, um, and that's how I got on the team. And, and I must say that afterwards, I definitely took my running much more seriously. I became more disciplined. Um, we had a coach, Erin Kelly, and she sent a, a running plan. I followed the plan. It's, um, it's, and that was the right thing to do because other beforehand, it was more about just about me. But now this is my connection um, to, the, to the wider world and uh, to DKMS's work. So now running means so much more to me um, than, uh, than it did um, uh, back in winter. Gotcha, gotcha. How is, uh, how is the training going? Is, uh, I mean, we're, as we're recording this, I, I believe we're about a month out, and by the time this gets released, well, you'll probably already be in the taper period at that point. But uh, I, I, things, I, you said you did an 18-miler not too long ago, so that's, that's good. Things uh, seem like they're progressing well. <laughs> yes, I, although when, when you hear my timings, you will, you will see, oh dear, it's, uh, I finished 18 miles in about uh, four hours and uh, five minutes. Um, I, um, but again, this is the 18 miles in the Central Park's mm-hmm. um, uh, big loop, which is known to be hillier than the New York City Marathon. Even though New York City Marathon is, is known to be very hilly. Right. Um, but... Um, and uh, I have a 20-mile uh, preparation run coming this Sunday, so um, um, I will I will see how I uh, feel, uh, you know how how I do then. Uh, I do hope to improve a bit, um, but my goal is to finish the marathon in um, five and a half hours. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, and um, and that will be my my first marathon. And I know along the way, you no. Know, anything can happen. I'm just, uh, just hoping that I do not, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm mindful when I'm running. I do not, uh, you know, pull a muscle. I have now increased, um, my, uh, yoga to about, um, two times a week and I'm doing other strength training and stretching exercises about three times a week. 
um, to make sure that uh, my muscles, my mobility is not impacted. So we'll see. Well, that's 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 good. I know that's a, that's one of those lessons that uh, a lot of a lot of us, I'll, I'll include myself in that group, have had to learn the, the hard way. That it's it's important to maintain that flexibility, that mobility, that that loose muscles, and and all that good stuff. So, uh, kudos to you for getting on top of that for your first marathon, as opposed to uh, figuring out after the fact that oh man, maybe maybe I wouldn't be so sore for so long after the fact if I had been a bit more diligent before. So. Uh, kudos, kudos thank you. you. Yes. Although yes. I must say I cannot take the credit. I think the, the the other you know very experienced runners on the flyer and also our coach, you know, Erin, she always stresses that that um, at the end of the day, um, you want to finish the marathon, you want to run fast, but also you want to look good. You don't want to be <laughs> limping to the finish right. line. Well, and, and uh, speaking as, as a coach myself, you can you can say those things, but it still comes down to each individual athlete putting it into into practice. So you're taking the, the good advice and, and actually doing it. So uh, good 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 for you. That's that's the important stuff. And and yeah, I mean you know fast slow. It's all it's all relative, and it really doesn't doesn't matter that much uh, in the grand scheme of things. You're out there. You're you're doing it. You're 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 training. You're getting the, the miles in. And uh, no no doubts that uh, you're going to be able to, to not too long from now, but a month from now, be able to say that, uh, you, you've run a marathon, which is, which is, Oh, I mean, I've, I've run several, lots of folks listening have run several, but it's still, it's still a pretty cool thing when every time you finish a marathon. So, uh, it's exciting for sure. Thank you. I look forward to that, uh, finishing excitement. Certainly, certainly. So, uh, as we talked about Berju and, and maybe this is a good time to transition into it a little bit, uh, you're part of, of the DKMS team and, and just want to remind everybody once again, that, that today's episode is once again, sponsored by DKMS. And, uh, one of the, the, the big things that, 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 they're, they're pushing that we're pushing that we're trying to get you to do is to, to join the pool of potential donors and, and uh, having the opportunity to to potentially save somebody's life that's battling blood cancer or some other type of blood disease that the DKMS is is working to eradicate. And uh, Berju's part of the pool. I'm part of the pool. And uh, there, there's always room for more folks. Uh, currently, I, I think the, the most recent numbers that I've got, there's over 8 million people or right about 8 million people in the pool worldwide uh, and over uh, 70,000 bone marrow donations have been facilitated because of those folks, those, those 8 million folks that have, have jumped into the, the donor registry, uh, swabbed their cheeks, got the, got the free kit, swabbed, swabbed it, sent it back and, uh, and, and waited to see if, if they're, they're a match for somebody and, and the, the ability to then, you know, have to donate some marrow and again, save a life. So if you're, if you're willing to do that, jump in and, and, uh, you know, you, you, you they may never call you, but if they do, you know, you, you've got that opportunity, head over to DKMS.org, uh, and you can request your free swab kit there. And you can also text the word amazing. That's A M A Z I N G to the number five, zero five, five, five. And you get all, all your questions answered, get your information and get your, your, your free swab kit there as well. So Berju, you know, as we talked about, you're, you're part of the DKMS team. You, you kind of mentioned uh, that that you know a, a handful of years ago, you you actually had had donated uh, marrow to, to to somebody that was that was I believe if I if I saw the notes correctly was was leukemia a leukemia patient. That's correct. Yes, he had leukemia, uh, and I, it was not. A, a, I mean, as I said, I was on the on the registry. And, uh, of course, the patient uh, was a complete stranger to me. And because of the privacy um, mm-hmm. uh, laws, when when I decided to donate, um, I only knew um, uh, his gender and his age. Uh, I did not know who he was. Um, and, um, and this actually highlights the fact that in today's world, uh, 70% of um, patients who need a bone marrow transplant find it 
they have to look outside. Only 30% patients can find a family member um, who is a close enough match um, for them to, um, for the doctors to be able to perform the transplant. So this patient himself was a single child as well. He did not have uh, siblings. And, um, and uh, believe it or not, we actually were a perfect match. Wow, wow. <laughs> Uh, there is a, t- a scale of ten. We were ten over ten. That's 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 incredible. And I, I mean, and that speaks to to you know, the power of the numbers. When you get enough people in in the the registry, uh, you can you can find those those matches that are that are high quality. Hopefully, as many ten out of, ten out of tens as possible. Um, that's right. Actually, that really shows how connected we are, right. and um, and how much we need each other. And you know, strangers. Um, all around, I mean, it could be somebody just, just on the other side of the globe, but we really can help each other. We have that power. We have that human connection. And nothing could, um, nothing could sh- you know, sh- depict this reality to me um, better than uh, the experience that I went through with the donation process and afterwards. I would, I'd be curious to dive into that as, as much as we, we can or as, as you're comfortable with. But um, Sure. I, I'm you know, one of the things, I mean, you know, human nature, I think you, you hear about these, the, this opportunity, you know, one of the, I don't want to say a reservation, but one thing that, that certainly came into my mind when, when I was approached and, and started talking with some of the folks at DKMS and, and working with them and supporting them and getting into the registry myself was, you know, if, if I get picked, you know, if, if, if I'm a match for somebody, uh, you know, I, I think for me, at least it, it would be a no brainer. I, I, if I got a chance to, to save somebody's life, um, I'm going to do it. But I'd be lying Absolutely. if I said that there were no reservations as far as like, what's what's the process going to be like? What's the recovery going to be like? You know, it, and it sounds selfish to even think about it, but it's 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 real. Like, is it going to impact my my family life? Is it going to impact my my running life, which is important but not as important? But all of these things, I guess, you know, are kind of some of the the, the questions I had or. or it, still have, uh, to be quite, quite honest, you know, and, and still, you know, just out there. And if I can help somebody great, but, um, what was, what was that experience like for you? What was the, the whole, um, you know, the whole process of the donation, the recovery, all of that, all of that process, was it, how long was it? How, how difficult of a, of a procedure was it? All of those things that, that maybe, maybe there's people listening that are like, you know what, I, I wouldn't mind doing it, but gosh, like, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know what that, that process is going to be like. Like, what, can, can we speak to that a little bit? Sure, absolutely. I'm very happy to um, elaborate um, and give as much information as possible because, interesting enough, the my introduction to DKMS was through um, a friend of mine. Um, her three-year-old son had leukemia, and he needed to find a match. Um, so um, uh, about, uh, I would say, maybe 100 of her close friends, um, we all we all asked ourselves, you know, and this is all around the United States, how can we, um, how can we help, you know, this three-year-old child find a match? And that is when DKMS um, came into our lives. It was um, a, it's a nonprofit organization um, that is, um, whose work really is centered upon uh, raising awareness for the blood disorders um, and um, and increasing the number of um, uh, registries uh, on the bone marrow, so that we, if if need be, if if we do end up, God forbid, with this disease, we have a chance of finding a match. But DKMS was um, 
really um, instrumental to our efforts because we were under time pressure. We wanted to um, do as big an awareness um, um, work as possible. However, each uh, swab and registry cost $45. But DKMS told us that they would not uh, ask the registrants to pay. And their work really stems from funding um, this um, uh, each registry. Um, so um, we got um, quite a large number of people to register, and I myself registered through that. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and so the, the story actually has a happy ending because um, after um, six months of chemotherapy, um, as I said, we had come to the point when we really had to find a transplant. Mm-hmm. Um, another, um, there was a match found for him on the registry. And um, that, um, the, the person who matched uh, immediately agreed to give. It turned out she was a medical student and she knew how important it was um, to um, save a life and through the bone marrow donation. And, um, and after my friend's son um, got better after a year later, um, that donor and my friend, they met um, and they, they still have a relationship even after all these years. Um, that child is fine. He's thriving. So a life truly got saved. And, and I was a, a first party witness to this. Mm-hmm. When, when I got the call, and um, so uh, this is going to be even funnier because after we did the drives, we, me and my family, we actually moved to Singapore. Mm-hmm. And we were in Singapore for um, close to, um, but you know, two years, and then we came back, and um, and within five months, I got the email and the call saying that now I'm a match. Mm. Uh, so I thought that was great because I don't know what would happen if <laughs> I was in Singapore right. and uh, you know the the patient is within the United States. I don't know what the procedure for that would be, but I thought it was that this was almost one of those things that is just working out like a movie in front of my own eyes. And um, I, I immediately accepted. Um, I must say that my family and my husband especially was very supportive. My kids at the time uh, were nine and seven. And uh, we explained to them that, um, that I wasn't sure. So there are two ways to donate. One is a, a surgical procedure, and the second one is um, a, an outpatient procedure. Um, so we explained to them that, you know, uh, they both take about, I think, um, uh, a, um, it's just a, about a day uh, mm-hmm. takes a day to do the actual procedure, but there were some doctor's appointments uh, beforehand. Um, and I, you know, we just got, uh, I, I'm the caregiver, but um, we decided to just get a, um, a, a, a nanny for the kids during those days when I knew I would be very busy and a week before the procedure to make sure that I'm completely um, ready mm-hmm. and focused on um, saving a life while my, my kids are still taken care of. Um, so, um, uh, so when I, um, my procedure was through the peripheral, um, blood stem cells, the doctors decide which, um, uh, method works better, but I can tell you that now 75% of the donors donate through the peripheral blood stem cells, which is an outpatient procedure. And, um, and that's what I did. It was not, uh, um, it, a few days before, there were a few um, injections that I had to take, um, which 
is you know which is normal which is considered uh, you know uh, part of the procedure and the, the actual procedure took about six hours um but i cannot say that i was in pain at all um it was just it's just one of those things as i talk to people i realize that many people are not actually afraid of the pain but they're afraid of the needles the syringes right. and um and of course with any medical procedure there are some syringes involved but i always tell my friends that i was afraid of i was afraid of getting shots as well <laughs> and those big needles however when you are faced with saving a life um and as my son says, this is almost the Superman you know, of, uh, of uh, Superman's world for them, where the hero saves a life because regular mm -hmm. people never seem to save right. a life in all those cartoons. Um, it, it does require a bit of um, work and uh, and uh, mental strength, but that comes to you once you make that determination. It was not hard for me at all at any point. It did not impact my life very much. And as I said, at the time, I'm going to give numbers. I was um, 37. Uh, my kids were seven at nine. Um, and, uh, and, and, and we had a full life. I was the only caregiver and I still was doing quite a bit of community work and other volunteer work. But uh, with the support of my husband, uh, my kids, and my very close friends um, who were extremely supportive, who were there with me as I was going through the procedure. Um, uh, I'll give names. My friend, Dr. Shama Zakai, was there to, to you know, give me all the moral support. Mm -hmm. uh, another friend, uh, Sonobur Khan, um, she is you know, an amazing, um, uh, amazing sh uh, cook. Um, we all know that her dinner parties are, um, are, uh, legendary. <laughs> so she had made a, a fabulous lunch for me to feed me through this procedure. So you can, you know, it's an outpatient procedure where you can eat and you can mm -hmm. talk, but you, you're immobile. And, and you, as, as I sent in the picture, um, you can't really move around. Right. So um, it is one of those uh, very significant days for me, but um, I will say that it was 100% worth it. Oh, and sure. um, and it's not easy saving a life. Um, it's but it's also not easy giving birth either. And right. uh, many women are are mothers. So once we are faced with that uh, decision, and once we decide, it's not hard to do. Right. As for the um, after effects, um, the next few days, I felt like I had the flu. I was a bit tired. But within a week, um, you know, I was able to function quite normally. Gotcha. And uh, it affects everybody differently. I, I've always been one of those people that really suffer when I have the cold and flu. And um, so maybe it affected me a bit more. But um, I have many friends who just don't even feel anything mm -hmm. Um you know, when they had a cold and flu, it, it will probably affect them even less. Gotcha. So you, you weren't a, a runner at the time, but just, yeah, I mean, we're, no. we're talking to a bunch of runners now. And, and, uh, and, and again, I mean, like I, I, this is one of those things that, that wouldn't prevent me from doing it, but it's, it's a question that I would have. Um, in your estimation, if, if you were a runner at that point, you know, what, what were you, a, a week, 10 days, two weeks, something like that before you'd be back to, to running probably? <laughs> Oh, absolutely. I would say um, I would say 10 days to be safe, but it would be a week. Mm -hmm. For some people, it could be a few days. Gotcha. It's, um, it, this is, you know, it, it affects everybody differently. It also depends with the kind of mindset that you went in. And, and I must also add that when I uh, did this procedure, 
um, I was um, going to a, a, a yoga um, uh, a yoga practice. I was taking yoga classes about uh, three to four times a week, but that was the only um, workout that I was doing. So I probably didn't did not have a lot of physical stamina that I do now, but I had mental stamina and that helped me. So mentally I was fine, but I felt that my body was tired. If I were to go through it now, I probably, um, I would say in one week, I would, I would be able to um, get up and going. A big race, I, was, I would recommend, um, I would still recommend uh, scheduling a big race three to four weeks after the procedure. Mm-hmm just to be safe. Right, right. But it, it's just, it's just, it's a good timeline because I, I you know, again, I, it, it's, it's not something that would, would prevent me from doing it, but it's still, it's like, all right, am I going to be off of running for a month, for two months, for six months or for, for, and it's, it's good to hear that. No, you know, it's, it's, it's a week, 10 days, something like that, which, which Absolutely. Is, is tolerable. And like you said, everybody's gonna be a little bit different. You might heal a little bit quicker and, and, you know, just be smart with the recovery process, just like you would after a cold or after a flu or after anything like that, where you just give your body a little bit of a break to recover and then get back into it. Exactly. So after the, the, um, procedure, had you, had you stayed in fairly decent contact with, with DKMS or, or did, did, had you kind of parted ways a little bit and then come back together for, for this race or how did that relationship continue along? I must tell you that DKMS was very good in um, keeping contact with me, um, telling me how much they appreciate what I have done. They checked on me uh, regularly um, on a weekly basis at first and then every month for the next uh, six months. Um, and um, so interesting enough, as I was going through this process, um, I knew from my my friend, uh, from what my friend went through for her um three-year-old son who had leukemia, I knew that the patients really, you know, their own um, mental state plays a big role as well. And I wanted to encourage this patient as much as possible. I wanted to send my best wishes. So I also asked the chemist if there is a way that I could send, um, you know, cards, you know, without, we had to remain anonymous for the full year. Mm -hmm. That's the rule. But if I don't put my name down, would they be um, would they deliver the card to the patient, um, which they did. So um, so about every two months or so, I would write a card and take it to the chemist's office, and you know, they would you know and then they would send it to the patient. So I was in touch with the chemist for after the six months to to do my correspondence uh, with my patient. And he was sending me cards back as well, telling me about uh, you know, his recovery and uh, and there was good news. I it, I must say that uh, his, as I know from my friend's um, case, she really cared well for her son, and that really helped to speed up his recovery. Um, this patient, whom I donated bone marrow, also had a wonderful wife and two daughters who really um supported him through his own recovery process so um so we had good news and within six months he was feeling so much better and he he did um put that down in his cards and i was happy to get the news but um so um so i was in very close touch with the kms for a full year and afterwards uh um, when they were doing an event in New York, um, they would send an invitation to me, um, asking me to be a part of it. So they, they, they never, they always, um, 
felt, uh, they always um, made me feel valued and part of the DKMS family, even though it was uh, one act that I did, uh, you know, a few years ago. Well, and, and that the act is continuing forward now with, with the race coming up and, and uh, obviously doing some fundraising uh, for, for that. How, how was the fundraising uh portion of i mean you know, not that you can compare it to other marathons that you've run because this is this is the first one but um again you know it's something that, that i've said before and and uh, struggled with as far as you know possibly doing a, a charity race and is that fundraising component was that has that been difficult for you or has that been been uh, easier than the training for for getting ready for new york this year i must say that in my case the fundraising is probably it was the easiest part. And it is because of the fact that, um, that I'm a donor and so many of my friends, um, you know, who are in, in the community knew what I did. When they found out that I'm going to take the step of running a marathon and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 42 now. And they, um, people know that I'm not very athletic. <laughs> they really went out of their way to support me. Um, that when I actually told my friends, this is what I will do. Um, as soon as I got my page up and running, I think within about um, three weeks, I was over my mm-hmm. fundraising goal. Um, and I must say that it's just all the support of my, uh, of my friends. They are truly, truly happy that I'm doing this. They feel like I'm a good role model um, for them and their children, and, and they really wanted to support me. And my only hope is that in the future, maybe they will join me right, and right. we can run the marathons together. It's, um, I'm, as you can tell, I'm already planning for my second and third marathon, even though I haven't <laughs> finished my first one yet. But, um, but that's the kind of uh, excitement um, that, that was in the air. And I cannot tell you how much I appreciated um, uh, their, their help and support. DKMS recognized that fact as well um, and, um, and gave me a, a little, uh, apparently there was a competition going on um, that month as to who would fundraise the most. And, um, and they, they, uh, they told me that I'm the winner and gave me a small award. So it was very appreciated. Oh, good, good. Congratulations. And yeah, you know, it's, uh, I, I, I definitely said, uh, after, after, during my first marathon, to be quite honest, that I would never do something this silly again, uh, maybe with a little bit stronger language than that, but we'll try to keep it, keep it friendly here. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, I got, I got obviously got, got roped back into it or, or fell back, you know, peer pressured back into it. And, and now I can't, can't imagine not running, uh, at least a, a couple marathons a year, most years, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's exciting. And, and, uh, you know, that you're already thinking of of the next one and the next one, uh, even though you haven't done it yet, you don't you still don't know what you're getting yourself into. But it's it's cool to hear that you that you've got to, at least open to the idea. Well, I'll take you as my role model, Benny. <laughs> it's, uh... Oh goodness! So uh, as as we're wrapping up, Bertrand, the the way I like to uh, to close the the conversation. Um, is with something I call a philosophical question, and and uh, it, it can sound a little bit scary. It's it's certainly not meant to be. It's it's very kind of similar mm-hmm. in scope to the the introductory question. So something that's that's fairly open ended, and you can you can answer it any way you want. And and uh, it's it's just a, a fun way to kind of put a bow on things and, and call it a day. And and I'd just be be curious with with where you are in in your running journey and, and getting ready to to run this first marathon. Obviously, doing it for for a cause that's that's very important to you and and uh, you know important to a lot of folks and, and something that, uh, is, is a great, a great mission. Um, what have you learned most about your, yourself 
in this process of preparing for, for your first marathon. Uh, I, I feel like running is a great teacher and it's something that I've learned a lot of lessons about myself and about others and about life, uh, in, in my, my miles that I've logged and, and races I've run and things like that. And I, I'd just be curious if, if you can think of one or two or however many things that, uh, that you've really learned about yourself in these last, you know, since April, since you signed up for this race and, and started to prepare for it, uh, that maybe you would have never learned had you not gone down this route and, and signed up for your first marathon. That's a very good question. And that's actually um, the question that I ask myself every day um, because that kind of reflection is is very important. It's um, I find that just taking um, a challenge doesn't mean that it will help us grow. After you complete the challenge, you still have to think back as to what it means to you. Um, and, and it might you realize that um, it means something very different once you are finished with the challenge than when you're at the beginning of it. So far, I have learned that um, with discipline and um, and the help of um, getting good habits, I, I can I can really do do anything. I can do a lot more than I would give myself credit for. Um, the second thing that I learned is to take every day as it comes. Um, it's almost like one foot forward, you know, um, one foot in front of the other every day. It's, um, putting your best foot forward. And funny enough, these are all the running marathons, but, um, running uh, metaphors, but, um, this type of, um, thinking really is actually embedded to us in our education. It's just that if you don't put it in practice, you may not always be aware of, um, of, 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 of the power of such uh, wisdom. Um, so I've learned that um, there are some mornings when I will just not be my best, and, and that's fine. Then we do the three-mile run. And some mornings I'm feeling great, and that's when we attempt the 18-mile <laughs> And if you just still do 12, that's, that, that's great. And that's also, if I might just um, add something, as I, actually when I'm running the, the, the long distance runs, when it gets really tired, I just remember um, what the um, cancer patients go through, what their loved ones go through in the hospital. Um, I've seen that firsthand through my friend. I have read about it um, through the letters of my of the patient to whom I donated. They they talk about um, how important it is not to give up, to still keep your spirits up, to be mentally strong. And I tell myself, look, they've done it. They've pulled through. They're alive. So um, so I should be able to do this too. I got this. And that's something that I have really um, uh, learned to internalize through through my running practice. I don't think I would be so aware of this um, through um, any other sport. But running, that time alone to myself, um, almost a movie meditation, mm -hmm. as some would call it, really helped me internalize um, these um, these important and uh, and wise thoughts. Perfect, perfect. And as 
as per usual, a great a great uh, message and a great way to, to wrap this up, a great a great thought to leave in people's mind as we wrap up today. So, uh, Berger, thank you uh, for, for the time. Guys, if you want to check out the, the links, and, and like, like she said, there's a photo for, from the, the donation, so you can check out it, kind of see a little visual of what it looks like. Uh, Disruns.com slash 639 is the link back to the show notes. Uh, Berger, thank you so much for the, for the time today. Uh, thanks for, for what you're doing with, with DKMS and, and uh, you're raising some funds and raising some awareness and, and, uh, you know, for the past donation. Um, and certainly, certainly wish you nothing but the best in, in New York and, and beyond. Whatever, whatever the running future has in store for you, keep going. Keep putting that one foot in front of the other and uh, all the best going forward. Thank you very much, Danny. I appreciate it. And I'll let you know how I do on the marathon in a week's, in a month's time. All right, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. Hope that you enjoyed the conversation between Berju and myself. And as always, I'd be curious to know what stood out to you from today's episode. It was something something that we talked about today that, that, that was your takeaway, that, that really registered, that really connected with you from today's chat. For me, it really comes down right there towards the end when uh, Berju was talking about the the willingness and, and the value of reflecting and learning on things of the, of the past. And I, I think that for myself in particular, and, and for some of the runners I work with, and, and maybe for you, um, that whole reflecting on a race, on a training cycle, on a workout, on, on whatever it might be, is a piece that is pretty easy to overlook. Um, we, again, myself, and, and maybe you, but, but a lot of us in the running community, we have a tendency to look forward, always. You, you run a race, all right, what's next? What's the next thing on the calendar? Can I, can I you know continue to, to make progress towards my, my big goals as, as, a, as another PR on the, on the agenda, um, a new distance, whatever it is, it's, it's, it's looking forward and looking forward is great. Looking forward is important. Um, I'm a big fan of, of big goals and, and, you know, continuing to work towards them, you know, one step at a time, which may be one race at a time, whatever the case might be. But if we fail to press pause, if we fail to shift our gaze backwards on occasion. And after a race, after a good training cycle is a great time to do it. But even at the end of each day, at the end of each, each workout and, and reflect on the, the performance, how did things go? What did we learn? What can we improve for next time? What areas were a little bit shaky? What, what went really well? What should we repeat next time? Because it went so well. I think that, that it's easy to forget to do that. Especially when things, when, when it doesn't seem like it was a dramatic day. I think when, when the wheels really come off the cart, when we really blow up, maybe it's a little bit easier to reflect and, and try to pinpoint what went wrong and what we can learn from. But when it's just a, a good workout, when it's just a good race, do you take the time to look back? Do you take the time to reflect? If I'm honest, I don't know that I do very often. Certainly not as much as I should. Uh, and maybe you're, you're with me on that. And, and if so, uh, that's, that's certainly why Berju's words of, of, you know, lesson learned from running to, to reflect, to pause, to look back, to learn really resonated with me and something that I need to work towards. And maybe you need to work towards doing that a bit more as well. Um, but, uh, not trying to throw you under the bus, not trying to guilt trip you here, but, uh, definitely this one really resonated with me on a personal level on something that, again, that I don't do enough of. Um, and if that's, if, if that's the case with you, I uh, hope you feel like you're in good company because you're certainly in my company. Hopefully you think I'm, I'm good company. But uh, anyway, that was my takeaway. What about you? What stood out to you? Let me know. Shoot me a tweet or an Instagram message at Dizruns both places. You can also shoot me an email, of course, Dizruns at gmail.com. And if you head over to the website, Dizruns.com slash 639, 
Uh, that'll take you right to the show notes, all the DKMS information, a photo of Berju while she was donating. Um, and also, you can leave a comment there as well. And that you can share your thoughts and feedbacks and takeaways right there in the comment section at the bottom of the post. So with that, let's go ahead and put a ball on this thing, shall we? Uh, thank you for listening. Thanks for the support of DKMS. Really appreciate you know, I appreciate it because obviously it helps when you support the sponsors, but in a bigger picture, much more important than, than me and this show um, is the fact that uh, by, by supporting DKMS, by getting signed up for, in, you know, entered into the pool, signed up as a potential donor, you're, you're increasing the likelihood that one less, one fewer life, is it less life, fewer life, that, that one person will, one more person, we'll go with that, that one more person will win the fight against blood cancer and blood diseases. So uh, let's let's see if we can't make a difference, can't save a life. Um, and, and DKMS is a great way to facilitate that. So DKMS.org and text the word AMAZING for more information to the number 50555. And with that, let's officially call this one a day. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for the support. Thanks for sharing the show, telling others, supporting the sponsors. All those things make a difference. Appreciate all that you do for me. And hopefully... Uh, me doing this show gives back uh, at least a little bit to you as well. But until next time, please be well. Take good care. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk soon. See you guys.